All right, Nancy, welcome to the show. Nancy Erickson is here today. We're going to be talking all about transforming your ideas into impact through the power of your own nonfiction book. Nancy, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you so much, Jeff. I've been really looking forward to today. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you for taking the time for my watchers, for my listeners. Again, you know, the, the beautiful thing about what we do here on the show is we get to live stream it, we get the video, and then we get the audio. And so it's kind of this all-encompassing sensory experience. So make sure you check out all the ways that we deliver the show, the content to you. Uh, I always encourage everybody to go back to the Big Ticket Life YouTube channel and watch the videos there for sure. So Nancy, I'm going to dive right in with you. Uh, right. So you have a couple companies all around book publishing, around using a nonfiction book to deliver your impact, you know, raise your profile, raise your authority, really generate more sales, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so right off the bat, can you share with everybody watching, listening, a couple of your favorite success stories of maybe one of your clients, somebody that came to you, and what did they get? out of the effort of writing their own book? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I always love it when our authors really blossom and they step into something new. So um, I'm going to turn around for a minute and point to something this sure. book right here. It's called What Lurks in the Woods by author Nicole Bell. Now, author uh, Nicole Bell, she's an MIT brainiac educated person and she was doing some high-tech stuff. She and her husband both were really, you know, out there in terms of IQ. But um, she started noticing that her husband was developing some severe memory problems. Like he couldn't figure out the garage code and he would get lost. And of course, to all of us, that sounds like, oh, he had Alzheimer's, which is what he was diagnosed with. However, he was really young and she just did not believe that. And she kept pushing and pushing and pushing to find out what was really wrong with him. Anyway, fast forward, he continued to decline and um, they had to put him in a nursing home, you know, because oh, so he recognized people and he's, you know, 50 years old. It turns out that the source of what was wrong with him was Lyme disease. And Lyme oh, disease wow. and other tick-borne illnesses can be, um, you could circumvent that whole illness process if you have the right intervention early, which he did not. So the problem is that the testing for Lyme disease and other tick-borne illnesses is, is not good. And so since then, she has developed a medical technology company where they're doing, trying to find earlier interventions for Lyme disease. She's been on the Today Show, on USA Today, and also she's Actually, when, when we first started working together, she was just writing her story. And then as the book was finished and she had all these other opportunities to expand her content beyond the book, which is something that, that your audience will be able to do as well. She kind of walked herself into this new career that will actually help eradicate that problem for others. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible that she's able to do that. What a, what a shame. So I, I, sorry, I was so focused on the story. And, um, so did her husband end up passing? He did. He passed away about a oh, year ago. Yeah. yeah so, and, you know, hear. she was like 42 with two young kids and it was just, you know, 
it's really tragic and they just need better testing protocols. And that's what she's developing through her medical tech. Yeah. Wow. So that's impactful for sure. You know, so you can take that story and uh, amplify it to help others and, and shine light on a problem that exists in society. That's, that's really incredible. So let's, uh, let's maybe, you know, turn the next, turn to the next chapter of, uh, creating your own nonfiction book. Why would, why would people want to do this in the first place? What are reasons they should have their own book? Well, for, you know, you want to live this big ticket life. If you're like me, you want to do something and have it keep paying off. Right? And so you might think, well, how is a book going to do that? I've always heard that you don't quit your day job when you write a book. And I agree, don't do that. But having a book, uh, well, the book should do three things for you. It should establish you as an expert in your field. It should help increase your credibility and help you to attract a following. And so many of our clients are uh, have a business book that they want to share. And so they want to attract, use the book to attract more. It's their expert book. They want to use their book to attract more clients. We have others who want to launch their speaking career. And it's really hard these days to get a speaking paid speaking gig if you don't have a book. And so in fact, I had one um, client, um, it's been about five or six years since we published his book, but he was just starting out on the speaking path. And so the year that we released his book, he was able to increase his speaking time, his speaking fee three times that year, simply because he had a book. But here's the thing. Interesting. A book is not a book is not a book. There are a lot of self-published books out there that really will not do those three things that I mentioned. They won't increase your credibility or show you as an expert or increase a following. And what you want to do is make sure that you do it really well and do it right the first time. Uh, The publishing industry is a really old industry. It's been around for a long, long time. And there are a lot of conventions to uh, publishing a book. So um, you mentioned I have two different book uh, businesses. One is called The Book Professor, where we help you to write your nonfiction book. And then I also own a nonfiction publishing house, Stonebrook Publishing, that we publish a lot of our own authors' nonfiction books, but we publish many other uh, outside authors' books as well. So uh, you just want to make sure that when you're, trying to put your best foot forward that you really are doing that. And, you know, you don't want to get caught up in paying for a lot of stuff as in a self-published book and not have it accomplish what your goals are. Right, right. Yeah, very smart. Uh, Wiley MacArthur checking in with us. Wiley's a friend of mine. Wiley's actually a contributing, what I call a reflections author in my new book that's coming out. I'm actually launching that August 29th. So Wiley, thanks for tuning in. And as always, sir, thank you. Definitely helps with credibility for sure. (laughs) That's right. It does. Yeah. And that's his comment. So yeah, feel free to comment in the show. And if you have questions, you can ask Nancy, uh, you know, Nancy, if you're all right with that, if if, if we should happen to get a couple of questions live together, this is, it pays to tune in live. So again, we give you a number of ways to always check out the content we produce here and uh, help you kind of level up and different aspects of your life today. 
we're talking specifically about the value uh, of a book. So Nancy, as we were kind of winding up uh, the show and as my intro played, I have here in my office a few different things. I'll get your opinion on it and you tell me where you see it fitting in your world. So we have, so I have one of the things that I do is I have a retail mattress store business and we have actually, that's, yeah. So when I tell people what I do, I say, I'm a consultant, right? And I sit in that consultancy chair within the businesses that I own. And then I do that for other businesses. And so the one business is a retail mattress store business. And so we wrote a book. Anna. Let's sleep better. Sleep a little hundred page helpful book. Mm-hmm. And it's simply designed to truly help our prospective customers understand the mattress buying process, understand their sleep habits and their sleep routines, and really deliver a lot of value upfront before you. You know, but that's it's such a great idea because mattresses and sleep have gotten really complicated. They and have. we're supposed to get a new one, what, like every seven years or something like that. So. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I always tell people, look, if you feel your sleep is being affected, it's time to start taking that inventory of what what's changed. Is it your routine? Is your diet? Is it your job? Your stress levels? What are those external factors? See if we can correct those, and then it it might very well be that the mattress just no longer serves you. Unfortunately, for some people, that can happen three years in. They might have an injury. They might lose a bunch of weight. They might put on some weight. Sometimes that just happens. And then again, those are the kinds of things that we cover in that book. So Nancy, we like that kind of a thing, right? Yes. Do you have anybody that you work with that has kind of approached publishing books in that arena? Well, sure. I mean, they have, um, I've worked with, oddly enough, a number of podiatrists. And so, you know, there's, but when they deal with some of that, um, same issues over and over again, particularly when they have diabetic patients. And so I have a client that wrote a book about diabetic foot care that he wants to give to his patients to give them all the information that they need so that when they meet with him and he is diagnosing certain protocols or even sometimes surgeries, that they understand what's behind it. And so when you keep explaining the same thing over and over and over again to different patients or different clients, it's awesome for you to have it all in one place and in order to, you know, be able to deliver the same message consistently. Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, and you might actually like this. So we actually, I say we, my business partner uh, in that retail business, Ben and I, we actually license out this content to other oh. retailers. Oh, great idea. And, and they become the author. Oh, okay. Um, you know, so, so we have a little process and, you know, because we know the power of it, but we know not everybody's going to take that time to go right. do that. Um, have you ever seen things like that about people leveraging well, just, that uh, we, That's not exactly, we don't work in that manner. Um, everybody okay. that we work with writes their book and that, and let me tell you a little bit about the process because it really leads yes, you please. to leading this big ticket life. And before I explain the process, um, I, I modeled everything in my business on our process. And in fact, I got to tell you, I only work three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's Thursdays. Great. I have an amazing staff in other places that can run things and I can plug in and out. In fact, but, uh, we're airing Tuesday on Thursday. We're going to London for two weeks. And then in 
September, oh, we're going on a cruise from Greece up through Croatia to Venice. And so I can plug in and out of my business based on you. the pattern and the process that I designed for other authors. So um, let's talk about that. So yeah, um, uh, we always start off with our writers in, in um, helping you to really crystallize your message. So we start off with some foundational questions that really help you to do that. And they're they're easy questions. It's things like, why are you even doing this? You know, what's your, you know, motivation? Who specifically is your client and, you know, your reader and how will they be changed as a result of taking in your material? So there's 12 of these questions and we end up distilling them down into a purpose statement for your book, which says the purpose of this book is to do this particular thing for this specific audience, period. You can't put everything you know in a book, in one book. But so we need to prioritize what you put in. And so we want to be very clear on the purpose of the book and who the audience is. So then once we know that, we follow a process called book mapping that I developed. And it's basically a book map is a visual representation of everything that's going to be in your book. And we develop this kind of like a mind map for each chapter. And so in order to get that started, I mean, people usually think they want to write a book that's all jumbled up in here and you can't really figure out what, what am I going to, how am I going to organize this? And the structure for your book is the most important part of your book. It has to be something that you can follow as you're writing, but more important that your audience can follow as they're, as they are reading your book. So, um, book map one, as is on the screen, is your own personal story. That usually ends up being the, probably the forward to the book or the, or the introduction to your book. You know, you can't, uh, we used to live in a world where you could just tell people what you know, you know, and they would, <laughs> they would take it in, but it doesn't work like that anymore. You really need to ingratiate yourself to your audience. They need to get to know you a little bit. So we have a section where you tell your own personal story. And it's basically how you got to be in this position right now, um, offering this information to your reader. And then the chapters of the book is where the real meat of it is. And so we start off by developing your chapters in problem solution sets. So I just say, name all the problems that your clients have. And that's pretty easy to do because you know what they are because that's probably what you buy. That's what you um, work with them on all the time. You wouldn't be in business if you weren't solving some sort of problem. And then we say, to okay, now name all the solutions. And so we're just doing these on these maps. And then you tell them through a very story-driven methodology, you present your solutions. So your, your book is, uh, you have a lot of responsibilities as a writer. Um, you, of course, want to educate and inform your readers, but you also have to entertain them. You want to keep them reading or else yeah. they're not going to get to the purpose of the book. They won't benefit from it at all. And so, so we tell lots of stories and stories and stories and stories and stories, which are going to roll off your tongue because you've got stories of clients, people who did it the right way and people who did it their own way. And mm -hmm. it will illustrate your point. But here's the real beauty of that. At the end, when your book is complete, you should be able to take every chapter out of your book. Remember, 
A chapter is just a container for like information and every one of your chapters solves a problem. So you should be able to take every chapter out of your book and repurpose that material for other revenue producing products, whether it's um, like maybe, you know, to become a speaker, your speeches, you know, your seminars or workshops or online courses or instructional videos or blog content. Or if you want to start a podcast, you have a place to start. So my big deal is there's two things I hate. I hate to do things over and I hate to do them wrong the first time. So by mapping everything out in the beginning, it's such a shortcut. Yeah. Because then when you sit down to write, you don't, there's no such thing as writer's block. I mean, writer's block is just sitting there not knowing what you're going to write, but you're going to know yeah. everything. And so when you get your butt in the seat and the fingers on the keyboard, you're in execution mode. And so we walk our authors all the way through all that mapping, through writing their first draft. And then there's an editing portion where you self edit your, your material. And, um, you know, you are writing the book because it's your story and you're really the only one who can do it. But we make it so simple for you. It's, it's broken down into these tiny little steps so that it's like this week we're doing this, this week we're doing this. And it's just step, 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 step. And as you get for closer to the end, you realize, oh my gosh, I've got all this material and this is really starting to look like a book. Yeah. I love that process. And I mean, this show, you know, all of my episodes, we kind of, sometimes we go thematically for a few weeks on a higher level thought of personal development or leadership. Here, we're very tactical. And I think that's a good thing because, mm-hmm. Nancy, you would believe in this statement, the power of a book really is is untold. I mean, you can, you can go so far with it. So to do it you right, can. and I love what you said, you want to do it right, and then you want to extract, these are my words from your thought, and point you want to extract maximum value yes from that absolutely okay so now i've done that with my business and i had taken i kind of started backward a little bit i started with my online course and there's like 48 lessons so there's a lot there and then and then i created other products from that including the book so you can kind of start anywhere but it has really allowed me to step in and out of my business as I choose to, and it still runs. Of course, now I have got, I own a whole publishing house and I, you know, there's a lot of employees there. There's a lot of cover designers and interior designers and proofreaders and editors and stuff like that. But I've got really great project managers and my responsibility is to kind of work with the author and deliver the manuscript. They work their magic on it. And then at the end, I read everything before it goes out of our publishing house. Um, you know, question a, for you on that note of reading everything, because I can, I can yeah. show an example topically as I'm working through my book and ready to, you know, um, release it. Um, you read it in the digital format or in the printed format? Or I just got both. one yesterday, a proof copy of a book. It's a hardback yeah. book. And I, well, I have spent time editing in a digital copy. But when you hold something in your hands, it is so different from looking at it on the screen. And so we always 
we always print proof copies and stuff jumps off the page and like, how did I miss that? So <laughs> exactly you my point. That? It's like, well, I've read I'm, this I, 30 times. How is that error in there? Yeah. As we were going through our tech check, because we always want to make sure we bring a great show visually odd from an audio perspective. So Nancy was working with our wonderful producer, Chris from Cast Ahead, who, by the way, is the go-to team if you want to produce a podcast like this. Can't say enough good about him. So as Chris and Nancy are getting down on making sure all the tech gremlins are put aside, I run downstairs. Silly me, we're having a book conversation. I forget to bring my book. Well, I have to go get now, my book. Yeah. I look, I looked at the digital copy countless times. I had I had two different people, content and proofing look at. It. Oh, I know. And 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 I'll just show on the screen. You can kind of see maybe you dogged near the pages where there's little little nits. Okay. There's That's exactly what I'm doing right now with this book. It's crazy. Yeah, there's these little little notes of spacing. Mm-hmm. You know, right there. Yeah. I don't, you know, you can yeah. maybe see it spacing. Yeah. Oh, right? okay. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. But I do that for all of our books that go out and we publish yeah. quite a few a year. But, you know, like, like you said, Jeff, that we have, um, we, your book will go through three different proofreaders before it even gets to the layout portion. And we still wow. have li- little nitty yeah. things. Yeah. Is Nothing that what you big. call Little nets, is that what you call I those? I call them little nets, yes. And sometimes there are things that the author won't even notice, but I have a trained eye and, and want them to be um, absolutely perfect. Yeah, so let's talk about that because I think I'm going to give Chris in the background a little chuckle because there's a, there's a parallel here in the self-published space. And truth be told, I'm self-publishing this yeah. book. Okay. But um, you, looks like you have help too because you got, you know, I've, I mean, listen. Or maybe you've done a lot that you've, or well, skills. Uh, here, here's these little helpful guides that I've I produced. Uh-huh. Here's a little pocket guide on a CRM company that I still have and still runs. Uh, here's, here's another two books. This was to sell a paid mastermind group. This was to raise profile in the industry. These are other testimonial books, maybe not nearly on the level of the other stuff, but yeah, I've been around the block on, on putting yeah. things together. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the thing that I'm, the point that I wanted to make is just because as an entrepreneur, you want to get the message out there. And just because your story is impactful, it does need to be heard. And you, if you feel you can deliver impact to, to, to a group of people, you should do it. Right. But just because all those things exist and the typical entrepreneur mind is, I want to get this done and I want to get it out and yes. I can fix it later doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't you work should. that way in publishing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so I said, I'll give Chris a little smile because, you know, there's podcasts and then there are podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's, there's degrees and there's levels to these things. And so talk about. You know, again, I don't want to, I don't want to like rain on anybody's parade. If you've self-published a book and you've been less than impressed with it, okay, you lived and you learned. But what are some of the things that are really, I guess, damaging to your personal brand by rushing something out there? Um, well, it is, it is damaging to your personal brand. And I'll tell you up front, when we work with our authors, it takes a year to write your book. And you know, uh, you hear this, write a book in 30 days and all that kind of stuff. 
that isn't really the kind of books that we are writing where our books are very, you know, like all of our books are meant to offer two things to the readers. And those two things are hope and help. And that's what you're already doing in your business. And you, so you want that reflected in the book product as well. But we take our time and it's, it's, first of all, the process is chunked in a way that really busy professionals can get it done. Cause you are not looking for sitting around looking for something to do. You're probably you right. know, flat out running your business or like you, Jeff, businesses, and you have a lot to do and families and all that kind of stuff. So it's chunked in a way that week by week by week by week, you can get it done. But there's something else operating here. And it's this principle. While you're work- working on your book, your book is working on you and it needs mm-hmm. time to breathe and to for things to come into your experience that are going to be part of the book. I mean, a lot of people, when they write a book really fast, they're just pushing information out. We actually want the information, your book, your message to come through you and not just pushing it out. And that takes time. We also spend a lot of time um, working with our, our writers about how to really tell a good story. And in order to, remember I talked about like you want to inform and educate, but you also have to entertain. And so in order to entertain people, what you want to do is you want to bring them into the emotion of your book. And there are writing techniques that we teach you how to do that. When you're going through something, let's say that was really difficult or stressful, you, you want the reader to feel that the way that you felt. And so that you're carrying them forward in your story, feeling the things that you felt, and that's really making an impact for them. But the main thing is that it takes time to do something really well. And the typical entrepreneur, I don't know if it's really typical, some entrepreneurs, I guess I will say, they want, they, they've bought into this, let's hurry up and fail fast and then I'll fix it later. That doesn't work with a book because once you've got it out there, that's your best foot forward and it's already in people's hands. And you want to make sure that you're really thorough and really excellent at what you, at what you're producing at every point. This is part of your branding too. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure that what you, you do for your, your clients and customers is really top notch and based on integrity. Your book needs to be that way too. So there's no point in, in rushing through it. People often have well, I want this out by my mother's birthday. And I'm like, well, she's still going to have her birthday if it's not finished. (laughs) It's like, that doesn't make any sense. I said, I want you to look at, you know, it's kind of, it's funny, like like early on, I've been doing this for about 16 or 17 years. And early on when I was creating my website, I'm like, I want my website to look better than I really am. And sometimes I tell authors, let's just make it look a little bit better than, Maybe where you really are right now, we'll we'll shoot for that. So, yeah. it, it's it's a product. It's it is a, not a reflection of you. It is an extension of you, and it, it and you want to make sure that it's everything that it can be. Yeah, it's so funny um, that you maybe smile about this one moment I had with my grandmother relating to taking your book back to family or involving it around that mother's birthday or whatever it might be. So my first, my first book, not really even a book by my evolution of things, but was, it was this uh, guy 
that's what's keeping you up at night guide, right? And I very uh-huh. proudly go, and you know, I I wrote this. It used to be a lot bigger. We pared it down. Uh, it was actually, I think, I want to say it was maybe 48 pages. So it's fairly robust for the tactical, here's what you need to know about making this purchase decision. And uh, I took it to my grandmother and, and she has since passed. And I, I, I had that warm, fuzzy feeling about this memory with her. So I showed it to her. She looks it over and she looks at the spine and she says, Jeffrey, if this sits on my bookshelf, I never know it's going to be there. Right. And yeah. so forever, this wasn't a book. And we call it a guide. <laughs> and you and know, I think that's a, so now with my space for leadership book, well, it's right there on the spine. Oh, yeah. You have the spot. thicker spine, you got more content. Oh, that's so funny. Well, you know, and there's so, a funny thing about family. Mm-hmm. You're always the little boy or the little girl right. or whatever. You know, there's a, a thing that says a prophet is not a prophet, you know, in his own hometown. And it's true. And it's so funny because I work with people all over the world, all over the world. And, you know, they, they are, you know, happy and we work well together. But sometimes I, I've had a, a very good friend who wrote a book and she didn't work with me and she spent like a hundred thousand dollars. And their book was really not very good, but. I thought, why wouldn't you just work with me? I mean, how could, I don't even know how you could spend a hundred thousand dollars on, but uh, she did. And, yeah. um, anyway. Yeah. That's, uh, that's one of those painful ones of doing business with friends and family or maybe not, but yeah. you know, maybe it was better. Maybe it was better. Could be that, that it was better yeah. to turn out that way. But, but anyway, yeah. um, we have another like, we talked about like business books that we do. We all have another mm-hmm. class of authors that I'd like to talk about a little bit. And those Go are the it. people that I call overcomers. People who ah, have yeah, been perfect. through something, they've endured something, they've suffered through something. And many times they've felt like they were alone that entire time. And so what we, how we work with those authors is, um, See, well, all of our books are intended to either be really strong transformational material that will either save lives, change lives, or transform society. And so for those authors, they want to, they will be telling their story and how they overcame whatever it, the big it is. And remember, we're still doing chapters and problem solution sets. And so, um, like, for example, we published Oh, about a year ago, um, a book by a woman who had a traumatic brain injury that she had, uh, suffered as a child at the age seven. And it still affects her today because her brain was exposed to the elements and all kinds of stuff. And so, um, her hope is to meet people where they, where they are right now. And be able to stand in that gap and say, I know what you've been through. I'm standing here. I'm just going to reach a hand back and pull you forward. Those are very powerful types of books. And I have to tell you something. Some of the most successful people have some of the most traumatic stories behind them. And you, you would yep. never know. And that they, you know, when you share yourself in a book like that, you can really have a massive impact on people. And so we really, we want to encourage people that, it really is a safe place to tell a story like that. 
I often work with people in book masterminds where we have groups of like five to seven writers in a cohort. And as they are going through the whole process and sharing their story with one another, um, they get a lot of validation from others. Because for most people, um, okay, so a lot of people who have very traumatic stories, it's it's really cathartic for them to get the story out. It might be a little bit of a heartache while they're doing that because they yeah. may be reliving some of the things. But it's like they finally get to tell their story. This is my story. This is my way. This is what I experienced. And when they're finished, it's like they put a lid on it and can move on. And yeah. that is, um, that's, that's amazing. I, I want to tell you about this book right here behind me. Ooh, pointing right there. God's Plan, Our Circus by author Clay Boatwright. His, um, his story is about his family. Um, he had a, uh, the, their first starter was normal able. Then they had a set of t- twins, identical twins who are on the severely autistic scales on that slide. Mm. They're nonverbal, you know, et cetera, needed, need all kinds of care. They're adults now. I think they're about 22 and they live in a group home and all, but it was really hard during those times. And so sure. his, for any parents who have a disabled child, it doesn't have to be autism. It could be any number of things to be able to offer that hope and help to others. And he actually ended up um, being appointed um, by President Obama on a disabilities mm-hmm. panel or something like that, where they were trying to help the legislature to get better laws passed in the United States for that. So, um, but, you know, he's a happy guy. I mean, he's cheerful and happy and, and you, you, you don't, his point kind of is, is like, you don't have to give up your life just because you have someone in your life who needs a lot of extra help. And so he's been, um, he's been really successful. He's been able to give a lot of people in the autism world a lot of hope, the parents and such. So uh, yeah. it's been a real pleasure Which, to work with him. You know, there's, I don't think you need, most people listening or watching really don't need to play six degrees of Kevin Bacon to have somebody connected to them that has right. autism. I mean, my, our neighbor that lives directly behind our home, um, they have a, they have a son who's, uh, maybe not as old as 22, but certainly late teens, maybe early 20. Um, yeah, we've seen, we've seen what that life is like, uh, just yeah. from the outside. And, uh, it's not easy. So what a, what a tremendous book. I, I'd be remiss. I'm going to take this moment to share what my book is about, if that's okay. Yeah, Cause please, it's, it's right in this overcoming, okay. o- overcoming topic. And I, and I hope because of what you've shared and that, you know, people's traumatic past, like you, you've probably come across authors that have had this. So for me, you know, my book is all about impact and healing. And it's all around my journey of accepting my traumatic upbringing. I was violently sexually abused as a child. And, you know, for me, I've, I've been able to work through that and the last handful of years really turned that kind of into a superpower and understanding of, I have the shoulders to stand in this gap and speak to people that there's life on that other side. Yes. And last night, it's so funny. Yes. This is all connected. This is all happens when you embrace the power of your story and people like Nancy can help you get that out there. And I'm sharing this now for this soundbite so people can understand 
that it may be difficult to talk about, may be difficult to write about. You might think getting to that, putting a lid on it, as Nancy, you shared, may never happen. Well, here's, and this is what hit me, and it just, I had it up on my phone. Really, this is why I'm telling this story, because one in six, one in six men, uh, teenager boys, are sexually abused. One in four women are. Right. And, and you would think people find comfort in that stat, but the reality is, as I felt, you were all alone. It may as well have been one and one. And that message resonates with one to none until somebody mm-hmm. can stand up in a position in the front of the room on a podcast, in a book, in a, in a speaking place, in a meeting and say, I've been through this and there's light on that other side. There is. And yeah. it's also a way to get the shame off of you because 100%. we, uh, you know, I guess just giving an example from my own life. I wasn't sexually abused, but this, I'm in my third marriage, which is, I never would have thought that when I got married the first time. My first husband, after 22 years, I found out he had this whole secret life and it was oh, shocking, wow. you know? So then I got, then we got divorced and I started drinking. I'm a recovered alcoholic, especially and, uh, on uh, Sunday. I just had 17 years of sobriety. So I'm proud of that. But Lord. during that time, I married a guy that was like, I don't know what I was thinking. And he was horrible. So fast forward eight and a half years, I left him when the FBI came and raided for child pornography. Okay. So for mm. a long, long time, I'm talking about shame here. I, I was so ashamed of being married all these times, you know? And then I thought, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do that. Right. You know, they did that. They forced this on me. And when you're able to talk about things like that, to write about it like you have, Jeff, you can control that shame. You can, it can flick it off, you know, and sometimes even I do a physical thing, I'll feel like coming on and I'm just like, get off me, you know? Yeah. But it, but it, it, it's brave to tell your story and it can hurt to tell it while you're writing it, but it could be the last time that it hurts quite so bad. Yeah. And I would, I would put forth to anybody watching and listening and Nancy, we're going to get you the recording of this. So. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll find opportunity to share our time in this moment on this topic of course. with future authors is mm. for me, I've had people, family included, um, say, why would you bring this up? Why would you talk about this? You know, just let it go. Right. And, and not, that wasn't so much family, but, um, the reality is talking about this will never be what happened in that basement from the ages of seven to 12. It will never be what happened, even though we move 500 miles away from Canada to the U.S. It will never be that. And what in fact can happen is, because I've already had this happen, as I've gotten into rooms, as I've gotten to share my story preliminarily, I've had more people, not more people, I've had a handful of people come to me and say, we share that bond, we share that trauma, I've had this happen. And that, that superpower, that I'll call it a dopamine hit of helping well, it's more somebody than that. It really fuels that. your soul. It makes you feel exactly. like, okay, I experienced something, but I could turn that pain into something that creates us. Because you know what? As human beings, what are we looking for anyway, all the time? Connection, connection, yep. connection. And when you feel the shame, 
when you feel separate and you feel like it only happened to you and you can't talk about it, what you then are isolated and disconnected and we can die in those circumstances. The mm-hmm. thing, I mean, you literally are saving lives, Jeff, because people sometimes get to the point where they take their own lives over things like this. It happened. One of yeah. the one of the other young men, the boys, oh. it happened. And I believe, you know, I write in the book, I say, I believe, you know, God put me into that spot to be here today. I know. And God love you. You know, I'm sorry for what you went through, but I really applaud your transparency and your ability to share that in order to make it less of a burden, you know, for others. Yeah. And I love that you're focused on the overcomers um, because... Our society today, unfortunately, paints this horrific picture of speed, success, prestige, everything's great. And then here you are in this book medium coming back to say, well, it can be great, but there's some... But we're also messy humans, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So as as we're kind of a a rounding third coming to home base in our time together... Um, what, what has stopped people in your experience from writing their own book? And, and what are some ways that you've helped people understand this is the time and the place? This yeah. is part of the journey. Walk, walk yeah. people through that. So people, you know, it's always some struggle. sort of a fear, right? Or, you know, people, I, I, I hear what I call excuses, which is just a way to kind of cover over your fears of doing things. Maybe the hardest part about writing your book is making the decision to do so. But we have made it so easy for you that when you start, we just talk about your ideas. And then we start, remember I mentioned those foundational questions. We start with those. And then we start taking that material and just kind of expanding it until you have a real writing plan. I think it's really hard to write a book when you just start writing. If you don't, I mean, if you've never written a book before, it would be hard to know what to do first or second or third. <laughs> but um, right. usually by the time that I get to talk to people, which I love talking to people about their book ideas, um, they've been thinking about it for a long time and having an option of how to take that first step will help them to actually, you know, put things into play. But I think it's fear. There's a lot of fears, you know, how much time is it going to take or do I really have a good story? And, you know, I I can remember back to the overcomer thing, Jeff. I remember talking to a, a businessman who had an incredible backstory. He'd overcome so much. And he goes, yeah, but, you know, who am I to write a book? And I'm like, who are you to keep this to yourself? You know, we are yeah. here to hide our lives and experiences. I think we're here to offer those two things I mentioned hope and help and don't keep this to yourself because it's it, you can help so many people simply by telling your story and what you've been through what you've overcome or what you've invented or what you've you know understood it just absolutely can save other people's life and you know what there are a lot of ways to die it doesn't always have to be physical you know there's emotional spiritual mm-hmm. death that is just as real that hollows out people and if you can fill them up with hope and help, 
then you have accomplished something that probably nobody else could. Yeah, exactly. And we have a comment from Rose from YouTube. Loves the topic. Thanks for sharing our stories, both of us. Uh, it's good to hear how you can turn shame into stories into something impactful with a book. Uh, and Rose agrees with you, Nancy, that you can literally save someone's life. So Rose, I don't know you. I'm so happy you tuned in today. I think it's the first time I've seen you comment on any of my shows. So it's awesome to meet you here right now. And, and we've made that connection. And for people listening, this is exactly why you have your book. Because I don't know what Rose is going to do with our time together today. I hope it's put a smile on your face, Rose. And I hope you can take what we've shared and pass it on to other people. Like, I hope that's what happens. And I would challenge that that's what happens. Because that's why we, you know, that's why we do that's this. That's why we're here, right? <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, so, Nancy, you have your book publishing company. You have the book professor, which helps people write the book. Book publishing helps get it out there right. in print. And I guess that encompasses, I guess that encompasses like listing it in the various marketplaces. Oh, yeah. We distribute it worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Just worldwide distribution through Ingram Publisher Services, which is a, a portion of Ingram for professional publishers. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we do all that. But I, you know, I, I know, Jeff, that people in your audience, I know you've thought about writing a book. I know that. Or otherwise, you wouldn't still be here toward the end of this broadcast. And so um, I would just like to invite your listeners to um, schedule a call with me. I mean, if you go back to my yeah. website, uh, thebookprofessor.com, which is on your screen here, um, across the top navigation, there's a link that says schedule a call with Nancy. And you click on that and it takes you straight to my calendar and we'll have a little Zoom call together. And, you know, there's no obligation. A lot of people just like to ask me. They want, they kind of want to test out their ideas and say, would this make a good book or what's your opinion on that? I love to have those conversations. So I welcome you. And if this has just stirred something up in you, I would say that now would probably be the time to uh, make that appointment. We could talk it through. Yeah, love that. Please, people, uh, take Nancy up on that call, you know, and I hope you heard Nancy. She's, she's living what I call the big ticket life. She's doing life and business on her terms, working three days a week, has command of her schedule, taking amazing vacations. Nancy, I'm sure you would love to help so many people, but there's like, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you've reached a point in your life where you don't need to help people this week. You don't need oh, to collect deposits no. this week. You, of course, want that to happen. That's part yeah, of the business, yeah. part of the systems. Right. But you want to help because you've I do want to help process. you. You know what? If, you know, we all have a unique gift, and I kind of feel like I'm only really good at one thing in life, and this is it. And it's so easy for me to see the value of your story. And I can always see the end game. I can always see where you could take that. And so... um, I, I really do. It really is an invitation to connect with me because I would love to um, maybe validate your story and, and give you some ideas of where you can take it from here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the, in the definition of a, a safe way to share your story, a place to do that, great opportunity to on that call. 
you know, to dip your toes in the water. You know, it's likely you've got the strength to tell your story, whatever it is. Maybe it's that overcoming story. You know, listen, I bet you the first podiatrist that went out to his industry and said, I'm going to write a book about feet and how to fix your feet. I bet you his entire industry laughed at him or her. Right. Okay. I know. It takes strength to do that, right? It does. It does. Making the decision is is good. So we have a a new mastermind that's going to be forming in September. And so that's why I would love for you to, you know, get on the website and schedule a call because it might just be the right thing for you. Fantastic. Fantastic. So that's bookprofessor.com. Right across the top is the opportunity to book a call. That's a 30-minute call with you. Mm-hmm. Very good. That's right. In the Zoom. And, you know, Nancy's approach. She's going to set you on the path of, you know, where to go, what the end game is with this. Maybe, maybe that thing she can envision and see is going to be that exact hurdle, that exact obstacle you've been dealing with of not sharing your story, not helping your customers achieve the best possible outcome with your services or your products. Uh, maybe it is time to tell that story. The world is a hurt, hurt place right now. Um, so if you've got that overcomer's journey, you've got that story to tell that delivers hope and help. You, you know, uh, I would say you're obligated to tell it. I think the most selfish thing we can do is know we've got the ability to help others, but not do it. And, uh, we really ought to, we ought to challenge ourselves to do that. And so Nancy can help you tell that story. Nancy, thank you. Thank you, Jeff, so much. Yeah, thanks for your time today. It was a pleasure. Again, Nancy Erickson, thebookprofessor.com. Please go to her site, check out everything she's doing. She's got a mastermind, another round of her mastermind launching for writing books. You can schedule a free 30-minute Zoom call from start to finish. She can help you even get it out, distributed worldwide, which is fantastic. So Nancy, thank you again. Thank you so much. And we'll see everybody else next week on The Big Ticket Life. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Big Ticket Life. You've heard from another amazing guest living their own big ticket life. And now it's time to live yours. First, I'd love for you to take me up on my free gift to you. Find your gift at gift.thebigticketlife.live. That's gift.thebigticketlife.live. See, all your life you've been told what is and what is impossible by the loudest voices from the cheapest seats. It's time to finally do life and business on your terms. Sure, you've heard similar things, but without clarity on what can be done, it's easy to have your customers, employees, maybe even partners, and your spouse keep you from truly living a big ticket life. My big ticket methods shift you into that investor seat in your business, away from commodity and away from competition into a market of one, so you can finally live your own big ticket life. So my gift to you is for you to book your discovery call today where we'll uncover first the Chivo behaviors, those chief everything officer behaviors that hold you back and why moving into the investor seat in your own business is critical. Two, we'll uncover the premium position that's up for grabs right now in your market that you're missing out on. And three, which big ticket methodologies are just waiting to be dropped into your business to explode your sales and profits. So again, thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love for you to take action right now. Accept this gift. Book your call. Go to gift.thebigticketlife.live. Again, that's gift.thebigticketlife.live.